Hi everyone, this is Scott Lutz and welcome to another Bible reading of the day. Today we're in Isaiah 19, 1 through 25. And then for your ESV readings, we'll be in Exodus 30, 1 through 38, and then John 11, 1 through 57. Let's go ahead and read the scripture. An oracle concerning Egypt. See the Lord rides on the swift cloud and is coming to Egypt. The idols of Egypt tremble before him, and the hearts of the Egyptians melt within them. I will stir up Egyptian against Egypt, uh, against Egyptian. Brother will fight against brother, neighbor against neighbor, city against city, kingdom against kingdom. The Egyptians will lose heart, and I will bring their plans to nothing. They will consult the idols and the spirits of the dead, the mediums and the spiritists. I will hand the Egyptians over to the power of a cruel master, and a fierce king will rule over them, declares the Lord, the Lord Almighty. The waters of the river will dry up, and the riverbed will be parched and dry. The canals will stink. The streams of Egypt will dwindle and dry up. The reeds and the rushes will wither. Also the plants along the Nile, at the mouth of the river, every sown field along the Nile will become parched, with, will blow away and be no more. The fishermen will groan and lament. All who get cast hooks into the Nile... Those who throw nets on the water will pine away. Those who work with will, with combed flax will disappear. The weavers of fine linen will lose hope. The workers in, cl in cloth will be dejected. And all the w wage earners will be, will be sick of heart. The officials of zone are nothing but fools. The wise counselors of Pharaoh give senseless advice. How can you say to Pharaoh, I am one of the wise men, a disciple of the ancient kings? Where are your wise men now? Let them show you and make known what the Lord Almighty has planned against Egypt. The officials of Zon have become fools. The leaders of Memphis are deceived. The cornerstones of her peoples have led Egypt astray. The Lord has poured into them a spirit of dizziness. They make Egypt stagger in all that she does. As a drunkard staggers around in his vomit, there is nothing Egypt can do, head or tail, palm, branch, or reed. In that day, the Egyptians will be like women. They will shudder with fear at the uplifted hand that the Lord Almighty raises against them, and the land of Judah will bring terror to the Egyptians. Everyone to whom Judah is mentioned will be terrified because of what the Lord Almighty is planning against them. In that day, five cities in Egypt will speak the language of Canaan and swear allegiance to the Lord Almighty. One of them will be called the City of Destruction. In that day, there will be an altar to the Lord in the heart of Egypt and a monument to the Lord at its border. It will be a sign and witness to the Lord Almighty in the land of Egypt. When they cry out to the Lord because of their oppressors, he will send them a savior and defender, and he will rescue them. So the Lord will make himself known to the Egyptians, and in that day they will acknowledge the Lord. They will worship with sacrifices of and grain offerings. They will make vows to the Lord and keep them. The Lord will strike Egypt, Egypt with a plague. He will strike them and heal them. They will turn to the Lord, and he will respond to their pleas and heal them. In that day, there will be a highway from Egypt to Assyria. The Syrians will go to Egypt and the Egyptians to Assyria. 
The Egyptians and the Assyrians will worship together. That day Israel will be the third, along with the with Egypt and Assyria, a blessing on the earth. The Lord Almighty will bless them, saying, Blessed be Egypt, my people, Assyria, my handiwork, and Israel, my inheritance. Let's go ahead and head to your uh, ESV readings. Okay, so now is your ESV Bible ring. Today we are in uh, Exodus 31 through 38. So let's go ahead and read the scripture there. And then we'll go on to John 11, 1 through 57. The altar of incense. You shall make an altar on which to burn incense. You shall make it of acacia wood. A cubit shall be its length and a cubit its breadth. It shall be a square and two cubits shall be its height. Its horn shall be of one piece with it. You shall overlay it with pure gold, its top and around its sides and its horns, and you shall make a molding of gold around it, and you shall make two gold rings, golden rings for it under its molding on two opposite sides of you, of it you shall make them, and you shall make beholders for poles with which to carry it. You shall make the poles of Akash wood and overlay them in with gold, and you shall put them you shall put it in front of the veil that is above the Ark of the Testimony, in front of the mercy seat that is above the testimony, where I will meet with you. And Aaron shall put burn fragrant incense on it. Every morning when he dresses the lamps, he shall burn it. And when Aaron sets up the lamps on, at twilight, he shall burn it. A regular incense offering before the Lord throughout your generations. You shall not offer unauthorized incense on it or a burnt offering or grain offering and you shall not pour a drink offering on it Aaron shall make atonement on its horns once a year when the blood of the, of the sin offering or atonement he shall make atonement for it once in the year throughout your generations it is most holy to the Lord the census tax Lord said to Moses, When you take the census of the people of Israel, then each shall give a ransom for his life to the Lord, when you remember them, that there be no plague among them when you remember them. Each one who is remembered in the census shall give this, half a shekel according to the shekel of the sanctuary. The shekel is twenty gerars. Have half a shekel as an offering to the Lord. Everyone who is numbered in the census for 20 years old and upward shall give the Lord's offering. The rich shall not give more, and the poor shall not give less than the half shekel when you give the Lord's offering to make atonement for your lives. You shall take atonement money from the people of Israel and shall give it for the service of the tent meeting, that it may bring the people of Israel to remembrance before the Lord, so that so as to make atonement for your lives. The bronze basin. The Lord said to Moses, You shall also make a bronze a basin of bronze, which is standing which is stand of bronze for washing. You shall put it between the tent of meeting and the altar, and you shall put water in it, with which Aaron and his sons shall wash their hands and on their feet and their feet. When they go into the tent of meeting on or when they Come near the altar to minister, to burn a 
a food offering to the Lord, they shall wash them with water so that they may not die. They shall wash their hands and their feet so that they may not die. It shall be a statute forever to them, even to him and to his offspring throughout their generations. The Atonement, Oil, and Incense The Lord said to Moses, Take the finest spices of liquid myrrh, 500 shekels, and of sweet-smelling cinnamon, half as much that is 250, and fi- 250 of aromatic cane, and 500 of cassia, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, and a hint of olive oil. And you shall make of these a sacred anointing oil blended as by the perfumer. It shall be a holy anointing oil. With it shall you shall anoint the tent of meeting and the ark of the testimony and the table and all its utensils and the lampstand and its utensils and the altar and of incense and the altar of burnt offering with all its utensils and the basin and its stand. You shall consecrate them that they may be most holy who whatever touches them will become holy. You shall anoint Aaron and his sons and consecrate them that they may serve me as priests. And you shall say to the people of Israel, This shall be my holy anointing oil throughout your generations. It shall not be poured out on the body of an ordinary person, and you shall make no other like it it in in composition. It is holy, and it shall be holy to you. Whoever compounds any like, like it, or whoever puts any of it on an outsider shall be cut off from his people. The Lord said to Moses, Take sweet spices, stacked and anakja and galbanum, sweet spices with pure frankincense, and each shall there be an equal part, and make an incense blended as the perfumer, seasoned by salt, pure and gold. You shall not, you shall beat some of of it very small and put part of it before the testimony in the tent of meeting where it shall meet with you. It shall be most holy for you. And the incense that that you shall make according to its composition, you shall make for yourselves. It shall be for you holy to the Lord. Whoever makes you any like it to use as perfume shall be cut off from his people. Let's go ahead and head to your New Testament reading. Hi everyone, this is Scott Lutz. Now we are in your New Testament reading, John 11, 1-57. Let's go ahead and read the scripture. The death of Lazarus. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. It was, a, it was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. So the sister sent to him, saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard of it, he said, This illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God, so that the Son of Man, Son of God, may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after he after this, he said to the disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking 
to stone you, and are you going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble, because he sees the light of the world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. After saying these things, he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will recover. Now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought that he meant taking rest in in sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died, and for your sake I am glad that I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him. So Thomas said to called the twin, said to the said to his fellow disciples, Let's also go that we may die with him. I am the resurrection and the life. Now when Jesus came he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, but two about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, he went and met him. What she went and met him, but Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, "Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you." Jesus said to her, "Your brother will rise again." Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God who is coming into the world. Jesus weeps. When she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary, saying in private, The teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she rose quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the village, but she was still in the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who were with her in the house, consoling her, saw Mary rise quickly and go out. They followed her, supposing that she was going to to the tomb to weep. There, now that when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at her feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would have not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. And he said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could he not he have opened the eyes of the blind man, also have give, kept this man from dying? Jesus raises Lazarus. Then Jesus, deeply moved again, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and the stone lay against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, 
By this time there will be an odor, for he has been dead for days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that I, if you believe, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you for that you have heard me. I knew that you always heard hear me, but I say this on account of the people standing around, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The man who had died came out, his hands and feet bound with linen stripes, and his face wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. The Plot to Kill Jesus Many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what had what he did, believed in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. So the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered the council and said, What are we to do? For this man performs many signs. If we let him go on like this, everyone will become, believe in him, and the Romans will come and take away both our place and our nation. But one of them, Caiaphas, who was hot, high priest that year, said to them, You know nothing at all, nor do you understand that it is better for you that one man shall die for the people, not that the whole nation should perish. He did not say this of, the, of his own accord, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation, and not for the, na- for the nation only, but also to gather into into one of the children of God who are scattered abroad. So from that day on, they made plans to put him to death. Jesus, therefore, no longer walked openly among the Jews, but went from there to the region near the wilderness, to a town called Ephraim, and there he stayed with his disciples. Now the Passover of the Jews at the, was at hand, and many went up from the country to Jerusalem before the Passover to purify themselves. They were looking for Jesus and saying to one another as they stood in the temple, What do you think, that he might, will come, not come to the feast at all? Now the chief priests and the Pharisees had given orders that if anyone knew where he was, he, he should let them know so that they might arrest him. Let's go ahead and close in prayer. Lord God, I just lift you up. Lord God, I just ask, Lord, that you be with us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming and dying on the cross for us so we can be free of sin. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a good day.